We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the one-week leader in daily fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by no one as I'm flying solo today here. A couple co-hosts had a couple of scheduling issues, so I would like to welcome myself to the show. If you want to check out my work here for Rotowire.com, you can follow me at Josh Hayes FS. I'll be hosting the Rotowire DFS podcast for baseball today and for football for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, along with the Saturday uh, weekend update, which is a great podcast that goes over ownership percentages that uh, we're able to derive from the uh, weekend uh, Thursday night games for FanDuel.com. Uh, so check all those shows out. Make sure you check me out on on Twitter. And you can also find me hosting shows over at uh, TheFantasyBaseballInsider.com and TheFantasyFootballInsider.com there as well. We have a good slate on tap for today. All 30 teams in action here, and not everybody playing for a playoff spot. Various teams have locked up a playoff spot. Some teams have clinched a division. So before we get into the full 30-game slate, and by the way, there are no day games, so that's also nice for DFS purposes there. We're going to go through the playoff picture here because I think it matters for relevancy. Some of these teams have clinched uh, the division, and you need to take a fine-tooth comb and take a look, a double look at their lineups before they post because various guys are getting rested. Rotations are sometimes being aligned to set up for the playoffs there. So we're going to go through each division here um, team by team and talk to you uh, where they are in terms of playoff standing so you can sort of take that in your mind as you go into your DFS lineups when you're setting teams uh, up for Wednesday. The Toronto Blue Jays and the AL East have clinched a playoff spot, but they have not eliminated the Yankees, who are five games back, so they're very close to doing so, but technically the Yankees still have something to play for in the mix. Out of the mix are the Orioles, Red Sox, and All Rays. Uh, no chance for a playoff spot in there in that scenario. The Kansas City Royals have a nine-game lead on the Minnesota Twins, so they have officially clinched the division um, and have locked up their playoff spot in that fashion there. So there could be some resting going on there as well. The Twins are uh, technically not out of the mix for the playoffs uh, as of yet. So they still, uh, you know, 
potentially have something to play for, but their chances are uh, fairly slim overall. Rest of the division, you can pretty much uh, rule them out for the most part. Indians, Tigers, and White Sox, non-factors. The Texas Rangers have nothing locked up. This is a deadlock for a three-team race here with a a one-and-a-half game lead uh, as of Tuesday. This information is all as of Tuesdays, uh, before Tuesday's games. Uh, On the the Houston Astros, a a one-and-a-half game lead there, and the uh, Los Angeles Angels are just two games back there as well. So nothing is decided, and all three of those teams are in the mix for the division and for the wild card. So that's the breakdown for the AL. Now taking a look at the National League here, the New York Mets have uh, officially locked this up here, you know, popped the bubbly. They won the division, nine games up on the Nationals uh, there. So uh, Nationals, nothing to play for, season over. Jonathan Papelbon, season's over. Um, and, you know, Bryce Harper has really not much to play for except for uh, an MVP title. So uh, count the Marlins, Braves, and Phillies in that same category with the Nats as, you know, getting ready for golf uh, here uh, in the offseason. Once the playoffs start, the St. Louis Cardinals have locked up a playoff spot along with the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Chicago Cubs. Interesting scenario with three teams of uh, 91 wins or higher. So uh, all those playoff spots there have uh, basically been decided. Now, the only thing that needs to be decided is whether or not the Pirates have enough to catch up the catch the St. Louis Cardinals. They've already dropped a game yesterday to them, so it doesn't look great. They're four games back. So, But all three teams uh, have something to play for. Technically, the Cubs are trying to also catch the Pirates in terms of um, – home game for the play-in game against the Pittsburgh Pirates, but that's the way that it looks like they're going to be matched up uh, there going forward. And then you have the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are very close in their magic number. They're five games up on the Giants. It's uh, very close to being over, uh, but they still have something to play for. They are playing each other, so uh, Giants need a really sick run and an absolute meltdown from the Dodgers in order to get back into that mix there. Uh, the Dodgers have not technically clinched the playoff spot, too, so the wheels could come completely off um, in that scenario, but they're very close in doing so. So that's your breakdown um, in terms of playoff position for each team and for you to consider um, which teams are doing what uh, in their playoff race. Oh, by the way, consider the Diamondbacks, Padres, and Rockies, along with the Brewers and Reds, as teams with, um, you know, not in the mix, not much left to play for uh, down the stretch here in these last few games of the season. All right, let's go ahead and get into the 15-game slate. All 30 teams on tap here. Wade Miley for the Boston Red Sox is going to kick it off 7.05 Eastern time against Masahiro Tanaka and the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Lefty versus righty matchup there. Toronto, uh, the New York Mets are going to be facing the Philadelphia Phillies. We're going to be talking about Steven Matz here in a few moments. The rookie lefty on the mound against Alec Asher. The rookie righty, 705 Eastern start for Citizen Banks Park. Then we have the Oakland Athletics at the Los Angeles Angels. 705 Eastern start at Angel Stadium of Anaheim for Barry Zito, uh, making his return from the dead, uh, pitching a couple spots. So we're going to talk about Zito there as well. And Garrett Richards on the other side of the bump there. 705 Eastern start in that matchup. Early West Coast start there for the Wednesday. Then we have the St. Louis Cardinals at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Tyler Lyons is going to tow the rubber there. Lefty coming out of the bullpen to make a, a spot start here against Garrett Cole, the Pirates' ace starter, 705 Eastern start there. Tyler Lyons and the Cardinals on the road at PNC Park. Then we have the Toronto Blue Jays at the Baltimore Orioles. 705 Eastern start at Oriole Park of Canham Yards. Uh, R.A. Dickey, the righty, facing Kevin Gaussman. 
the righty matchup there. Then uh seven ten Eastern start here, Chicago Cubs at the Cincinnati Reds. The Cubs uh lefty John Lester, who's had a fine second half here, facing Anthony Discofani, their righty matchup there at a great American ballpark in Cincinnati. The Miami Marlins at the Tampa Bay Rays here are playing at seven ten Eastern start at Tropicana Field. Jared Cosart is going to take the the uh, mound for the Miami Marlins and he'll be facing off against the lefty Drew Smiley. Minnesota Twins are at the Cleveland Indians, 710 Eastern start at Progressive Field for Mike Pelfrey, and we'll talk about what you can do with Mike Pelfrey in your lineups here in a few moments, along with Carlos Carrasco, one of the top options on the DFS slate for Wednesday. Righty on righty matchup there uh, for 710 at Progressive Field. Washington Nationals at Atlanta Braves, 710 Eastern start at Turner Field for Jordan Zimmerman, the righty versus Williams Perez. Righty on righty matchup there. Then we have the Detroit Tigers going into the 5 o'clock Eastern time, uh, Pacific time start, 8.05 Eastern for Globe Like Park in Arlington and the Texas Rangers. First place trying to uh, hang on here for Giovanni Garrado versus Matt Boyd, the lefty in that matchup. Then we have the Kansas City Royals at the Chicago White Sox, 8.10 Eastern start at US Cellular Field, Edison Volquez against uh, the lefty Jose Quintana. The Colorado Rockies are at the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks here at 940 Eastern start at Chase Field for Chad Bettis versus Chase Anderson. Ready on ready matchup there. Then we have the 1010 Eastern start West Coast Slate kicking off here. Houston Astros at Seattle Mariners. Scott Casimir facing James Paxton at Safeco Field. And we have the Milwaukee Brewers at the San Diego Padres here. Zach Davies, the righty against Andrew Kashner. 1010 Eastern start at Petco Park. And last but not least, we have the LA Dodgers trying to lock up that division win here at the San Francisco Giants. 10-15 Eastern start at AT&T Park for Mike Bolsinger versus Mike Leake. So that's going to break down the slate here for the 15 games here. And now it's going to go ahead and start with the top uh, projected pitching options for your DFS lineup. And for me, I'm going to have to anchor my cash games here with Carlos Carrasco against the Minnesota Twins. He's been an absolute monster here in the second half, particularly in the last couple weeks of the season. Great September for him. 3-4-4 ERA, 105 whip with a 10.51 K per nine on the season. In the last two weeks, he's take his, his, taken his game to another level at, with a 1.29 ETH. ERA, a .64 whip, and a 15.43 K per nine ratio there. So absolutely dominating there. You want to rack up the strikeouts. You're looking forward to uh, lock up that win there on FanDuel. Uh, book Carlos Carrasco in your lineups against the Minnesota Twins uh, in this matchup there. Great spot for Carlos Carrasco um, to uh, p- pick up the win versus a struggling Minnesota Twins team here that has faded down the stretch. You also like the fact that Carlos Carrasco uh, is pitching at home at Progressive Field, so he has that advantage over the Minnesota Twins, who we've talked about over and over, are just a completely different team uh, in terms of offense and production on the road. So I'm going to be anchoring a lot of cash game lineups and even a GPP or two uh, with Carlos Carrasco, who's destined to definitely be one of the most expensive pitching options on the board. If you want to go away from that, you can obviously get some shares of Garrett Cole um, at the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and, and Tyler Lyons there. A good matchup there. I believe actually Garrett Cole is uh, at home, if I am correct there. Yeah, it is at PNC Park for 705 start against Tyler Lyons. The, the thing that's most appealing to me here with the St. Louis Cardinals is that Tyler Lyons is actually coming out of the bullpen. There, so he's not fairly stretched out. He pitched um, three and a third innings in his last outing, uh, coming in after one and a third from Carlos Carrasco, who is you know all but done with that uh, burnt out shoulder, and I pitched an inning a couple uh, uh, outings ago before that. So he is not in full starter mode there. I don't expect him to get too farther deep into the game uh, than 
uh, five innings there as well, which means the Pittsburgh Pirates can get to the uh, bullpen early and often on St. Louis Cardinals. It is a pretty good bullpen, by by, by uh, you know, by the way. But uh, that bodes well for Garrett Cole to go deeper into the game and have a better win potential. And we both know that the Pittsburgh Pirates are still playing for you know home field in the first round in the wild card and that outside chance to catch the St. Louis Cardinals. So a lot to play for on the line. Garrett Cole um, at stake, and um, he's going to be a great uh, tournament play. It's going to be pretty expensive, but if you want to anchor him in cash games over Carlos Carrasco, uh, you know, better uh, brand of quality playoff team with a potentially better offense, uh, that can make some sense for me there with your with your cash game lineups. Steven Matz is an interesting GPP play for me here as well. Um, the interesting thing about him is that he actually has better numbers on the road, which he is in this matchup on Wednesday uh, at Citizen Bank's ballpark then at home. You take a look at his uh, road numbers, 245 ERA, 1.27 whip with a 245 um, batting average allowed on the road versus a 270 ERA, 1.56 whip. So definitely struggles a lot more there with a 3. Point, uh, I'm sorry, 319 batting average allowed at home. The Phillies are tied for last in WRC Plus on the season at 84. And they're the third worst in ISO uh, in the league at, at 132. So there's just not a lot of offense for them to, uh, potentially score against Steven Matz, which sets him pretty up, well up for the win. Now, granted, the New York Mets have locked up, uh, their, uh, division, and there isn't a ton to play for, but, uh, even a secondary offense on a team that actually is all of a sudden deep with, you know, players like, you know, Kadir, Conforto, uh, Juan Uribe, Kelly Johnson, all sitting there on the bench, maybe getting potentially better at bats. All those bats are, are of higher grade and quality than what, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies have to offer. So I'm still very interested in the New York Mets, and I like Steven Mets if you feel like the price is right for, for GPPs and for the win potential on Wednesday on FanDuel. I think you can also take a look at Garrett Richards here uh, pitching at home uh, for the Angels who are definitely in the thick of this rate heat race. He's been serviceable. The strikeout numbers have been pretty good. 21 strikeouts in those last three games. Uh, he is 2-1 and one with a 3.92 ERA. We'd like the ERA to be a little bit better, but the Oakland offense has certainly struggled uh, down the stretch here as well. They've been nothing to write home about. Uh, so, uh, I like the win potential there. He is pitching at home, and the best thing about it is he's actually matched up against Barry Zito, who really just, I feel like this is just Billy Bean throwing him a bone, uh, in terms of calling him up. He's been in with their organization in AAA all season, and they've run through the gamut of options in terms of pitchers like Aaron Brooks and the like um, being called up and getting their shot to to make their case to be in the rotation for 2016. I think it was a great story for him to get matched up against Tim Hobson, uh, two former, you know, A's. Uh, I, I don't want to say Hall of Famers, but they could be potentially. They've, you know, two great players who have been uh, great pitchers in Oakland for a long time. And I think Billy Bean wanted to just, you know, for nostalgia's sake, set up that matchup because Oakland really does have nothing else to play for. And Barry Zudo has not been good since he's been called back up uh, to the major leagues. He wasn't uh, really dominating that much in the minors there as well. So I really feel like this is a great situation for almost a layup win for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And, you know, given the uh, lack of quality bats uh, to produce, here for the Oakland Athletics sets up Garrett Richards for some good strikeout potential there on the Wednesday matchup uh, as well. If you're going to go away from those matchups uh, there uh, as well, there are a couple uh, home run plays that you can take a look at. 
The one that stands out the most to me is probably Mike Bolsinger, uh, who's been pretty well overall, pitched uh, fairly well against um, in a previous start earlier in the season against San Francisco Giants. Uh, assuming that they don't win on Tuesday, the Dodgers still do have something to play for uh, in terms of locking up this game. So this could be a playoff matchup depending on what happens, uh, or a playoff deciding matchup depending on what happens on Tuesday. The Giants have been scoring a ton of runs. They've been uh, fairly competitive, but the offense has been um, semi-punchless here heading down the stretch. Uh, to, to end the season there. So Mike Balsinger, uh, I think for the win potential, and if this is a game that has playoff implications, you expect the Dodgers to put their best foot forward and um, score some runs on Mike Leake, who is a um, mediocre starter, to, to say the best, a six-flat uh, ERA with just five strikeouts in his last three games there as well. So you know the ball, the Dodgers are going to be able to put the ball in play against Mike Balsinger, which should help set him up for the win. If he can go five, six innings and give you six, seven Ks, maybe with a little bit of upside, could make some sense for you in a GPP. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the starters that are available to you as recommended plays for Wednesday. want to let you know that uh, Week 3 football is in the books. So if your fantasy team did not do quite well here, now is the time for you to jump in on FanDuel.com. They are the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. The money is real. They're paying out over $75 million a week this football season. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 so anyone can play. So you know fantasy football. Now prove it at FanDuel.com. You can send me your your uh, uh, projected plays or your favorite plays on on FanDuel for baseball or football at Josh Hayes FS on Twitter. So make sure you hit me up if you're listening. And if you want to use that promo code and get involved, you can go to FanDuel.com and in, and click the microphone in the upper right hand corner and use the promo code RWDFS. That stands for Rotofire DFS and sign up now. Special offer for new users: every dollar you deposit on FanDuel, they will match it up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to 200 dollars. This offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my promo code RWDFS. Don't forget to use my code RWDFS. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. All right, so let's talk about some stacks here. Cleveland on the radar here against Mike Pelfrey here. Uh, Mike Pelfrey is one of the few uh, pitchers that I will automatically book into a stack uh, anytime that he is available. So if you want to take a look at uh, some of these Cleveland bats uh, here as well, you can really basically go one through six in the lineup there as well. The one thing that's sort of interesting is some people took note that Mike Pelfrey actually did strike out seven batters in his last outing. That matters none to me. That's like seeing a unicorn. You're probably never going to see it happen again, certainly not this season. Mike Pelfrey did not top more than four strikeouts in any outing in August. Uh, so, and he's allowed four or more runs four times in his last 10 starts. So there's good blow potential here. So if you're talking about potential batters that you can get into your lineup. So Jason Kipps at the top of the lineup has actually become a little bit of a value now at 2,900. So I think he said it uh, pretty well. I love Francisco Lindor. The price at 3,700 shows that he's been fairly productive and you like the confidence that he's being shown being slotted into the the number three spot in the lineup. Carlos Santana is an affordable option at 3,300 for uh, the uh, first base position. I'm not terribly uh, excited about Jan Gomes at 2,400, but the lineup spot is pretty decent at number five overall and he would make a decent catcher punt play if he needs to save money. Same issue for Lonnie Schissenhall. Not excited about him at 2200 but it's a minimum salary guy with a top six lineup spot. So if you have to save salary or you want to create a value stack, Gomes and Chisenhall could be in there with uh, with Kitness and, you know, maybe Carlos Santana is your most expensive option. Uh, I would prefer to go Lindor, Santana, and Kipnis as my top three. And, you know, I mean, you guess you can make a case for also for, for Jose Ramirez as well. But um, 
Uh, I, I believe they both have shortstop de- designation on Fandle, so you definitely are not going to be able to play him and Lindor. So something to keep in mind there against uh, Minnesota. Mike Pelfrey stacking it all day. It's going to be a, a great matchup for me uh, this week on Fandle. Taking a look at some other options here. Uh, f- uh, if you're going to be using Steven Matz here and you want to create a three-man stack here against Alec Asher of the Philadelphia Phillies, he's been actually pretty bad overall. Uh, another, you know, uh, you know, fourth-round pick, uh, the, one of the pitchers that came over in the Texas Rangers deal for Cole Hamels that they're sort of giving a tryout here. Hasn't been going well so far o- overall. A, uh, you know, small sample size, but a 449 weighted on base uh, allowed at home. It's been struggling over uh, overall to... Um, particularly against righties. So I, I think it's a great stack opportunity for you to create. The only thing that you have to sort of wade through and figure out is how many of those Mets are going to be uh, in the lineup. The the upshot of that, too, is if they're going value with you and, you know, not playing David Wright or Curtis Granderson, who I believe are, are two great options, both priced at 3500 in the one and two lineup spot. Um, you know, you're gonna have to figure out which of those value players that as substitutes that you can use. Daniel Murphy has been playing um, quite well at second base for 3,900. He um is also a lefty in that matchup there. Obviously, you can always use Yoenis Cespedes. He's the most expensive option, and Lucas Duda uh, has seen his price jump up to 3,800 since he's got off to his hot streak. I do like Michael Conforto. He's been um, rolling better as of late. He's a cheaper option. I don't like the, the lineup spot at seventh overall, but for 2,600, if you're trying to fill out your lineup there as well. Well, he could be one of your cheaper options that's available to you. Another team that you could take a look at, uh, potentially take a shot on, is the Texas Rangers versus Matt Boyd. This is a great opportunity for the Texas Rangers at home uh, to continue to perform well to play for that playoff position there. Matt Boyd has not been good uh, in his uh, uh, debut in the in the major leagues for 2015. 1-5 record with a 6.91 ERA uh, in 54 and two-thirds uh, innings pitch. Uh, it hasn't displayed the strikeout rate that carried over from the, the Blue Jays' AAA farm system where he was at a K per nine rate of 8.54. That's all the way down to 6.75. And, you know, if you want to tell the story here, all that all you need to know is along with that 6.91 ERA, you have a 6.07 FIP and a 5.12 XFIP. So there's a great opportunity for a lot of run scoring uh, to happen in this matchup and for, you know, Giovanni Gallardo to get backed by a win. And you could make a case for a bunch of bats between value options and uh, higher price options. So Delano Shields at the top of the lineup for 3,200. Sinchu uh, Chu is almost up at 4K. 3900 there. Adrian Beltre, I'm not particularly excited about because there's generally a good, you can either go super cheap like, you know, Todd Frazier or go to the very top of the, of the, uh, of the grade there with Josh Donaldson's in terms of third baseman. So he, Adrian Beltre is right there in the middle, but you could make a, you know, opportunity. I, I, I guess a case for him in terms of stacking at 3600. Prince Fielder is a great value option in the number four slot at 3200 as well. And, uh, if you're not going to use Prince, Mike, Mike Napoli, uh, when you get him into a good spot, he's much better against lefties than he is against righty, but he is min salary priced um, at 2200 uh, overall. So there's going to be some top options for you in terms of Texas stacks there. And finally, we've sort of already previewed this and talked about this, and that's stacking against Barry Zito, who, like we said, has no business being in the major leagues. He's sort of ton, done toast, just having a farewell tour here with the Oakland Athletics there. So you have all the usual stuff specs that you can sort of take a look at here uh, coming into uh, the Wednesday uh, lineups here for the Los Angeles Angels. Any Everybody can make a case, even if lefty on lefty with Cole Calhoun. He can definitely get in the mix there. Um, you Albert Pujols uh, went, went deep on Tuesday. 
today. He's a good option. There's this guy named Mike Trout. I don't know if you've heard about him, but if you definitely want to pay the top value price, he's as good of a hitter as anybody. Probably the top hitter option overall on the slate if you can afford uh, the price overall. But he is 5K, so you're going to have to pay a pretty penny there as well. Looking for a value for space option, CJ Crone's not bad. I would definitely um, like to have some shares of Eric Ibar at shortstop position for 2300 in the leadoff hole there as well against uh, Barry Zeno. He's been doing some damage, and the lineup spot is very juicy, so it makes for a perfect punt play if you're trying to load some of these uh, bigger salary options into your lineup here for week three. And now it's time for my DFS home run play of the day. And this one's going to go to Kevin Pillar of the Toronto Blue Jays, who's been absolutely on fire as of the last week. He's uh, 13 for 22, two home runs, six RBIs, five stolen bases. I didn't even know Kevin Pillar had that much speed, batting 591 with 13 hits, five doubles, and four runs scored for the Toronto Blue Jays. Not the greatest lineup spot there as well, but if you're ever creating a Blue Jay stack or trying to fill out the end of your roster uh, there, Kevin Pillar has been an absolute masher, so pay attention to him as an outfield play for your DFS lineups for Wednesday. And that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-week fantasy football. Make sure you check out the Rotowire DFS podcast. It's now available on iTunes and Stitcher for your downloading convenience, so make sure you uh, share, subscribe, and uh, d- and download and leave a review and or, or rate us if you'd like to. Uh, leave some po- positive comments. We definitely appreciate that. Stay tuned to the Rotowire DFS podcast for the rest of this week here. the We have the Thursday, uh, the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday shows here uh, coming up for uh, fantasy football there as well. Actually, those will be airing on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, including the uh, new Saturday weekend update show with Benny Ricciardi and myself, where we're going to break down the ownership percentages uh, for FanDuel in terms of uh, what happened uh, with the Thursday lineups uh, in tournaments. So those lineups get locked on Thursday, and we bring you all the fancy goodness, the latest injury news and updates as far as that goes. Make sure you send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time.